This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here's a story out of Georgian Bay. Well, let's just listen to this 911 call. Sheriff Provincial Police, where's your emergency? I, um, we're just here at the grotto and there are some people out on the ice. Um, I guess they walked out there and now there's a huge separation of water between them and the mainland. Okay, and they, where's they the need, grotto? They need help. Yeah, they better hurry. Like, this is getting wider and wider as we speak. Watching this video, it's crazy. Uh, this couple uh, went out walking on the ice, and a massive chunk of ice separated, started floating away. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying, because there's basically nothing you can do. <laughs> I love how calm the uh, the 911 people always are, though. Hi there, it's OPP calling. Yes. Uh, we have some people in Georgian Bay that are stuck out on a piece of ice that has come apart from the shore, and they're floating away. All righty. <laughs> they're on a little adventure. So uh, I don't know if you want to fuel up a jet or a helicopter <laughs> and uh, maybe head over there and take a peek, peek ski. We got a couple of silly billies <laughs> out on the ice. Here's the couple. This is this is the two people who are on the ice. They got their cell phones out, and oh. they called 911. Okay, how are you guys doing? Um, just waiting. Yeah. Okay. We were kind of panicking because the water came in so fast. Yeah, yeah. I so now we sat down so that hopefully mm-hmm. our weight lower will help. Oh. Or didn't know what to do. So yeah. we kind of were looking around at us and realized how fast it was filling in between the shore and us. Yeah, yeah. And then we knew we needed help. Yeah. How tense would that be? You are sitting on on the ice, waiting like it could break at any moment. You go through into that cold water. T- yeah, like you said, it's terrifying. And you know the edges are slowly encroaching, right? The, yeah. the ice chunk's probably getting smaller and smaller, and you're just looking at the watch, looking at the skies, waiting for a helicopter or something. It's one of those things that looks like it's a lot of fun when you see it in the movies. Like somebody is on a piece of ice and it breaks away and ah, it's like they're surfing. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, it's sweet if you're so getting away fun. from a bad guy and <laughs> yeah. then they can't follow you and you're like, yeah. They're stuck on shore and then you turn around, there's a waterfall. <laughs> Whoa. Good news. Helicopter rescued the two awesome. hikers and they're doing fine. Kudos to all the emergency services who are involved in that rescue. And now uh, they just have to worry that the two people on the ice just have to worry about the, in- the embarrassment factor. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I'm sure their friends and family are never going to let them hear the end of it. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. <laughs> I love how people, people are calling me a wimp. I'm watching Your Honor which is a show with Brian Cranston where he gets himself into a real a real pickle, I'd describe it as. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very respected judge. First episode, the, the plot is his son gets in a hit-and-run accident and kills accidentally the son of a mob boss in New Orleans. And they're trying to figure out what to do next. And it's cover for him. In the most anxiety-inducing show I've ever watched, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a Brian Cranston specialty, Breaking Bad. Definitely stressful, but this one's even worse. Malcolm in the middle. Oh, my God. Oh, geez, was Lois going to come home angry this time or what? I didn't realize how anxiety-inducing Malcolm in the middle was till I had kids of my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. (laughs) But I'm not the only one who gets stressed out watching shows where people are... 
in these situations where you just try and put yourself there. Like, if my son ever, you know, you do whatever you you got to do to protect your child. Yeah. But at the same time, you're a judge. <laughs> You've taken an oath for justice. We asked on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, what are the most anxiety-inducing shows that you've ever watched? Uh, we have one that agrees with you here, Taz. Janice says, totally agree. I had to stop watching Your Honor after the third episode. It's too upsetting before bed. <laughs> I know. We're, we're, the third episode is the one we watched last night. and the, They get you with the cliffhanger every time, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the most, like, the anxiety goes full peak yeah. in the last two minutes to get you to watch the the next one and they purposely the music is what gets me and they purposely make the beat so it's like a little bit faster than a normal heartbeat so your heart starts beating to it's it's manipulative uh uh, peggy says highway through hell or heavy rescue 401 i once did that job in both places and it is stressful in real life and to watch well i'm sure it's stressful to actually be on the 401 this morning yeah yeah Uh, a lot of people saying the news fair enough and in that vein of what's stressful to watch toronto maple leafs games (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Handmaid's Tale is another stressful show, apparently. Never watched that one yet. Probably more stressful for women. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it starts reflecting life. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead was very stressful for me personally, says Anna. Because you never know if your favorite character is going to die that week. Yeah, Game of Thrones kind of like that, too. They were very vicious with uh, axing characters. Uh, every episode of 24 felt like a roller coaster ride of emotions, says Lara. Couldn't handle it. Oh, you know what it was? You put this over anything. Exactly. It's manipulative. Uh huh. It's why we do it during some of our contests. <laughs> it stresses you out. <laughs> we got that thing on standby. Mm hmm. Well, you can uh, add yours to the list. What is the most anxiety-inducing television show you've ever watched? Head over to the Taz and Jim Facebook page. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, you'll be happy to hear this news, too, Jim, now yeah. that you're an old guy like like me. Um, been waiting and waiting, knowing that one day this was going to happen. Fashion experts are saying that cargo shorts are coming back into style. Yes! When did they ever go out of style, I ask you? Well, actually, I may be jumping the gun a bit. They're not saying the shorts. They're saying cargo pants. No way. Are like the hot hot ticket item that in the world very, of fashion right now. When I was now. in grade 7, grade 8, that was a really big deal. Cargo pants. Yeah. I can remember we had, uh, when I was in elementary school, Kettle Creek pants. Do you remember Kettle Creek? They're like a cargo pants with wood buttons. No, I don't specifically remember those ones. Before your time. Those are great cargo pants. And hmm. you know, For guys who don't carry purses, cargo pants basically are the man's purses on their legs. Yeah. It is great, Keep but it also, in there. anytime you have the pockets, you tend to fill them up. And then when the cargo, sh- like the pocket is near your knee, now, now there's something rattling against your knee. Like you only <laughs> use those pockets in a pinch because it can get old quick. If you're going for out for the day though, like to a concert or festival, cargo mm-hmm. shorts were always the best to have. Sure, fishing or something. You'd be like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> like, does someone have a Phillips head screwdriver? Well, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me reach into old left pocket here. <laughs> 
According to the fashion writer for Rolling Stone magazine, cargo pants are popular right now because of the hip-hop world. Hip-hop artists are wearing cargo pants, and they're the biggest trendsetters for fashion right now. So, um, yeah, they're making their way back into the uh, the mainstream. Right on. So congrats to all the dads that held and did yeah. not get rid of their cargo pants. I, uh, I've got a couple pairs at home. Can't wait. The shorts or the pants? I got shorts. Okay, me too. I actually, I don't know if these are cool or not, but I actually have a pair of cargo shorts that turns into pants when yes! you zip the legs back on. Classic. <laughs> that is that is like next level dadness. My kids are going to be so proud of me when I bust those out to bring them <laughs> to school. Hey, who's that cool dad with the <laughs> cargo pants that turn into shorts? Yeah, he's he's out there in a T-bird. He's put his foot on the bumper and z- unzipped him. He's so cool. So cool. <laughs> the Taz and Jim podcast. Getting back into it, a lot of uh, a lot of businesses have reopened, including you can now get your hair cut again, which is nice. Mm-hmm. My son's looking forward to going to the barber. He's, Daddy, can we go get a haircut? That's something he misses, eh? Yeah, he, he's getting a little shaggy, so <laughs> I, I've been telling him, enjoy it while you got it, kid. Grow it as long as you can, because... This is what you have to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. I've also met your father-in-law, Taz, and it's it's not looking good for the future of Grayson's hair. There's a lot of baldness on both sides. But yeah, he wants to get in the barber chair again. Now, a big concern is now when you take time off from doing anything, you get a little bit rusty, right? So t- just if you are working in a hair salon, be extra careful. <laughs> You don't want anything to... Don't laugh, Jim. This isn't funny. You don't want anything to go wrong. Um, there's a story out of Boston. A barber is lucky to be alive. What? He was cutting someone's hair, and he tripped and stabbed himself through the chest with his own scissors. Oh, my Lord. Here's the story. He was walking around behind me, and then he slipped. I was like, oh, it's fine. And then I realized he's holding scissors, and there's blood on the floor. And he goes, oh, my God, I just stabbed myself. I think he fell right on the scissors. I think he was kind of in shock, so he got up really fast and pulled him out. From what I understand, like if it was like an inch to the left or right, I mean, he would have been gone. They thought it was a stabbing. Guy gets stabbed in the center of the chest with his scissors, and, you, and the police come and you tell him, yeah, he fell on his scissors. The story is not believable, so I don't really blame them for thinking that. Yeah, the cops did not, they didn't buy it. They're like, there's no way this guy fell on his scissors because by the time the cops got there, like he was in serious trouble. He he stabbed himself through, through his chest. Yeah. And luckily, they had security footage of the entire incident. Look out America's funniest home videos. <laughs> well, I know I know what you're saying like that is an excuse like oh what's that he tripped and he fell, you know like a mob hit or something like that. But you know, we all know running with scissors is dangerous. Like it's not that unbelievable. You yeah. Know, like, They've been you, warning us about that our entire lives. Yeah. Don't run with the scissors. I thought for sure you were going to say the guy cut somebody's ear off cuz he was out of practice, oh, but oh, it was oh. uh it, it, he hurt himself. Huh. Scissors through the chest. That's not good. Luckily, the cameras were there to catch it all. Otherwise, the guy... Can you imagine going to prison? Because your barber slipped and stabbed himself with his own scissors? Nobody would believe you. You get charged with the murder? (laughs) (sighs) Thank goodness. Free haircuts for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) In prison. A lot of buzz cuts. (laughs)
The barber luckily is doing fine, like they, they just said there. The witness said if it was an inch or maybe less in, in one direction or the other, this guy could be dead. Oh, my God. So just take your time. If you're getting back into it with the scissors, just be careful. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I appreciate uh, you sent me this going into a weekend just so I can stress about it. Uh, until we come back to work on Monday. <laughs> nice little news story to send a hypochondriac <laughs> who gets up so early in the morning. I know. I know, but I, I, we, we, we talk about this constantly. It's a big part of our lives, Taz, so you, you had to know about this. And a lot of shift workers who are listening right now. If you're up at this hour, this story probably affects you as well. Headline is, napping for longer than one hour increases risk of early death by 30%. Yikes. Not good. That's that's pretty significant. When you nap in the afternoon, do you nap longer than an hour usually? I used to. I used to nap three hours sometimes. Same here. uh, But I wouldn't, it wasn't because I thought I was going to die early. I couldn't sleep at night. So So you stopped. Last two years, I would say I don't really nap. Um, in the afternoon, and I, I had heard not to nap more than an hour because it messes with your sleep cycles. So I, when I do nap occasionally once a week, I try to keep it to around an hour. Taking naps of longer than an hour can cause heart disease, may trigger early death. Researchers found that long naps in the afternoon are associated with a thirty percent greater risk of dying young, and thirty four percent higher likelihood of getting. Uh, heart disease, cardiovascular disease. How much do you nap? <laughs> I nap all the time, man. Whenever I can, and I will. If I don't set an alarm in the afternoon, I'll sleep for two, three hours. Nice knowing you, bud. <laughs> 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 this can't be. I, you know, I, I, I take all these studies, you know, uh, you know, with a grain of salt. Well, look at the sample size: three hundred and thirteen thousand participants. Okay. From more than 20 studies were included in the analysis. Oh, wow. They found that uh, long naps um, caused a greater risk of early death. Hold on, though. This could be good news. When nighttime sleep was taken into account, long naps were linked with an elevated risk of death only in those who slept more than six hours per night. Ooh, I don't sleep six hours at night. I only sleep like four or five hours at night. So am I okay to take long naps in the afternoon? I'm confused now. Yeah, when nighttime sleep was taken into account, long naps were linked with an elevated risk of death only in those who slept more than six hours. So I think you're good. As long as I keep having terrible sleeps at night, (laughs) I can nap in the afternoon. So who are these people that are getting eight hours at night and then taking two and a half, three hour naps? In the af- th- there must be more going on. Are they, yeah, you know, unemployed? Are they? That's some talented sleeping right there. Are they, are they sleeping behind sl- the wheel? If you can sleep a total of fifteen hours a day, you probably already have something wrong with you. <laughs> the right. naps are the naps are the least of your worries. Yeah, or I get why your body would break down or something because you're not up moving. Huh. So if you are planning on taking a little afternoon siesta here. Make sure you uh, you set a timer for 59 minutes. <laughs> as long as you only sleep 59 minutes, you're going to live a long, fulfilled life. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 
You're on the air with Taz and Jim. I just passed a snowplow in the ditch. One of them big ones? Yeah. Yes, this guy lost track of where the road is, and his back end is right in somebody's ditch. That's got to be scary. Hopefully he's okay. Yeah, he's got somebody there with him, one of his uh, bosses, I guess. Do the snowplows have GPS now? Like the, I, that keeps them on do. the road because sometimes, like especially the sidewalk ones, sometimes I'm just amazed that they even know where to start looking for the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. But this guy, you know how they have the blue light on the corner of the plow? It's a good thing he did because I don't think we'd be able to get by if we didn't know where the end of his uh, end of his big bucket is. Taz and Jim, what's going on? Hey, not much. You want a snowplow driver? Yeah, are you plowing? Yeah. Yeah, there's no GPS. You just drive by feel. You go by feel. That is incredible. You're you're kind of like um, Luke Skywalker at the end of uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, except for I don't wear a silly face shield. <laughs> you put the little the little contraption goes away, and <laughs> Obi Wan just says, "Use the Force." Pretty much, <laughs> you just got to feel the crown of the road. That guy in Dunville probably has the snow going across his windshield, and then if you can only see two inches out of your windshield, and then you're just... Have you had any bad uh-ohs or whoops-a-daisies? Uh, in the past, I've been doing it for 12 years now. I haven't had many whoops-a-daisies lately, but when I first started out, yeah, there was a few. Yeah, I'd assume there's a bit of a learning curve. Yeah. And you want to know where the learning curve is so you don't drive right off the road. That's exactly <laughs> it. Be safe, okay? Thanks for doing what you're doing today. We got another one here. Hey, Taz and Jim, what's going on? Well, I'm a snowplow driver, and I can uh, give you some insight on that GPS. Yeah, do you have the GPS? Well, they have a GPS system in the truck just to keep an eye on uh, where we're at and whatnot. Yeah, but it would be, it'd be the similar uh, to what we have in our cars, right? Well, it's just a monitor that the trucks are moving and, you know, we're all okay. Yeah, but yeah. as we're finding the road, we have no idea, really. You just kind of <laughs> play it by feel and uh, look, for, look for the mailboxes and try to aim between them. See, I liked my I liked my hypothesis better. I felt safer thinking that you guys had a little help instead of just eyeballing it. <laughs> you know what? I wish we did. Oh, Mr. Plow, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.